listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, sexy people. Welcome back to She Said What. If you have not been here before, then I just want to welcome you and let you know that you are welcome, whoever you are. This is a space for you to come and grow, to become the best version of yourself, to work on that inner dialogue, and to just have a laugh. So today we're going to be talking about perfectionism, which is something that I have absolutely struggled with and still do struggle with to this day. But I'm going to be sharing the things that have helped me get through perfectionism. If you are somebody who wants to do something, like you have something on your heart, like a creative project, or you want to start freelancing, like writing or art or music, or you just want to do something where you're able to put yourself out there, but you always find yourself procrastinating and putting those things off, then this episode is absolutely for you. And if you find yourself second guessing yourself, having a lot of anxiety around trying new things, then this episode is for you. If you struggle with feeling confident in your work or you are a bit of an anxious girly like myself, then this episode is absolutely for you. Let's get right into it. As per usual, I'm going to give you a quick update on my week. Um, look, this week, <laughs> I don't know how to say this without going on about it forever, and I'm not going to, but I, to be completely honest with you guys, I had a bit of a hard time mentally this week. Um, I don't know what it was specifically. I think just not being as busy, it like forces me to slow down and to like really reflect on what's going on in my life and like what I want to create and what the hell I'm doing. And I just feel like sometimes I can get very in my head if I'm being completely honest. Um, I have definitely struggled with anxiety over the years, which I talk about all the time. A little bit of depression as well, (laughs) diagnosed. So, you know, and um, it's just something that is uh, comes up in different seasons. And this is a season where it's come up for me. And I just want to be really open and honest with you guys about that and not um, try to hide it. I think because I have a podcast where I talk about how to like work on these things and how to grow and push yourself and become that version of yourself, I can sometimes feel like, oh, like if I'm honest about how I'm feeling, then they're going to think that I'm like not qualified to help them. But I personally, when I think about the people that I appreciate, different creators, like influencers, people who create stuff online. What I like about social media is people who are very open and honest and just say it as it is. And so that's what I try to do. And that's what I'm doing, being honest with you guys. And so um, in the past week, I I guess highlights would be that yesterday I went down to the beach and I just had an amazing day with one of my really good friends and we got coffee and like a little breakfast in the morning. And I just spent some time in the sun and I was like, wow, who would have thought getting outside in the sun, hanging out with a good friend, eating real food and not like Uber Eats eat shit and two minute noodles and all that, you know, doing good things for your body actually helps your mental health. Who would have thought? Um, and so I've kind of revived myself. I'm definitely feeling a lot better now. Um, but this week was just a bit of a week where I needed to like figure out some things. And so that's what my week was like. But honestly, I'm really happy to be talking about perfectionism because this is something, like I said, in the intro, I have struggled with a lot and I've noticed it come up in random moments. Like say when my hormones are a little bit 
bit crazy. Uh, maybe I'm PMSing a little bit and I want to like put out um, like a video talking about something and I'm sitting there like editing it over and over and questioning myself and going, oh, you know, does that work or is that is that good what I said? And I, I second guess like my work a lot. You know, I've had that. Um, and I've also had it in other seasons where it's like big things. Like I put off um, wanting to like go for a new job. You know, I've definitely had seasons where I've said to myself like genuinely for probably a month or so, like I need to quit this job. Every time before I go into a shift, I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't like this place, <laughs> you know, but I would stop myself from actually making that jump and like making that choice because I'm like, oh, everything needs to be perfect. Everything needs to be aligned. I can't do anything without knowing what's going to happen and what my fate is going to be, you know? And so I think that's something that we will talk about what that kind of thinking pattern actually is and why it happens and how to break that down. Um, but I want to start today with just asking are you a perfectionist? And I'm going to go through some tendencies that I have done a little bit of research on. Sorry, who am I? I know. I've researched some tendencies so that we can be very clear on what it looks like to be a perfectionist. And of course, everything is going to be linked below as a resource if you want to do like further reading on these things. But let's go through. I'm going to start to list them off. Number one is all or nothing thinking. Now, all or nothing thinking is something that I've actually talked about on the podcast before, and it is one of the negative patterns of thinking that is actually really commonly talked about within cognitive behavioral therapy. So if you've ever done any form of therapy, um, it's often cognitive behavioral therapy that that therapist is following, like your, you know, regular run-of-the-mill therapist, um, and they usually will go through it's about eight, maybe 10 different types of thinking um, that's really common. And this is one that has been highlighted for me, absolutely, by a therapist and also through a journal that I was doing ages ago that if you guys have been listening for a while, you will remember me talking about this. But it's actually a CBT journal, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy Journal. Um, and I can link that below for you guys as well. But basically what it does is it asks you to write the negative thought that you're having, um, recognize what way of thinking you're going through. All or nothing, of course, like I said, is one of them. And then figuring out how to like change that thought and correct that negative automatic thought to become a positive thought or at least to become like a neutral thought. And so, of course, all or nothing thinking is basically just when you look at a situation and you're like, it's all going to shit or like... Uh, I'm not going to throw a birthday party because no one's going to come, you know, or I'm not going to put this out because nobody's going to care about it. Nobody's going to read it. Nobody's going to buy it. You know, it's just that assumption of like, this is going to be really good or this is going to be really bad. And it's like that black or white thinking. That's a really common tendency of being a perfectionist. Okay. Number two is being highly critical. And this can be of yourself, but this can also be of other people. So if you have noticed that you are very like, you'll look at something and be like, oh, that's no good. Or you'll just be very like judgmental towards things. That's a really common tendency. And it's okay if your brain does that automatically. Okay. I'm not labeling you as judgmental, nor am I labeling me as judgmental? But it's a common thing where you're going to be highly critical and you're going to pick things apart. That's usually going to come along with this way of thinking. Number three is fear-based choices. So of course, that just means making choices out of this fear. Like, I'm scared that it's not going to work out. I'm scared that no one's going to give a shit, you know? I'm scared that if I go on a date with someone, they're not going to like me. You know, it's that assumption of these negative things coming from a fear. 
Number four is having unrealistic standards. So maybe you're a bit of a goal setter like myself. Maybe you're not. But if you are, maybe you sit down and you write these goals and you say things like, all right, I want to make $10,000 tomorrow, you know, or I want to be a millionaire by the end of the year. And if you're one of those people, then it's probably not going to work out with making goals that way because what you often do, especially if they are like short term, short term, hello, short term goals, like by the end of this month, I want to do this. If you don't do it and it's such a big goal, it is such a like it really it really tears you down. You know, it really stops you from believing that you can go after goals and reach the goals. And then it stops you from wanting to go after things in the future. So it's like this toxic cycle of this self-belief being broken down because you're telling yourself, I should be able to do this, right? Putting all this pressure on yourself, setting these unrealistic expectations for you and the people around you, including your relationships and all of the things, you know? And then when those things don't come through, it creates this disappointment and then this just belief that sits on you. That is, I can't do the things that I set out to do, which can obviously be really unhealthy. Number five is focusing on the results. So if you are somebody where you get a really obvious, um, understanding of how well you're doing when it comes to like your job or you know maybe you put yourself into a competition for like art or music or something like that and you don't win right you set this unrealistic goal (laughs) going back to the last point and then you don't actually meet that thing and the result isn't what you wanted it to be you become so focused on the results that you don't enjoy the process of it and as much as you thought you loved doing that thing you start to not like that thing um a lot of people talk about when you take something that is like a hobby or something you enjoy and you make it your job and how that can be a really like slippery slope because suddenly you can go well these need to be the results because a i need to make money or b i want people to take me seriously you know you go through all of these like loopholes that you're trying to put yourself through to get to a point where you are like, I am this thing, you know, I am an artist. (laughs) I am a musician. Um, I am whatever I am self-proclaiming that I am. And if people don't take it seriously or you don't get the results, like people aren't buying your artwork or hiring you for the thing that you studied your degree for, then that can be really like disorientating, disorienting. Hello? I don't know. It can be very, um, like, it's not encouraging. And that can be really hurtful on what you believe you can do in the future. Where are we at? Number one, two, three, four, five, six. Feeling depressed by unmet goals. Um, Kind of talked about this a little bit as well, but it's like it actually affects you emotionally. Like, it actually makes you feel really down and it makes you feel blocked from moving forwards. And it can be really like um, isolating and it can actually create this sense of like freeze for you where you kind of like seize up and you don't want to go forward because you feel like nothing is coming of what you're doing. And a really big problem with that one is that you never know what's going to come of things in the future. And I've seen this for sure in my like career thus far, um, where you might, you know, meet somebody three, four years ago, think nothing of them, and then they can pop up in your life and be like, hey, I actually have this really great opportunity for you. Or, hey, we should reconnect and they might be a really great friend for you, right? You might have situations that you just, you didn't really expect anything to come out of them, but then something might come out of them. And when you are 
constantly being this analytical person where you're going, okay, this is the result I'm expecting, and then you don't get it, then it might tear you down when it actually shouldn't because you never know when something is going to come of it. Like I've been repeating this a lot recently in my life. And I think saying this to a lot of people, because this is a conversation that I've been having with a lot of people recently, um, feeling like they are perfectionists. And a lot of people feel like stuck and like nothing's going to come of it. And I always say, you never know when something's going to come up. Tomorrow could be the day that you have a big breakthrough, right? Tomorrow could be the day that you receive some email or a call or someone reaches out. You never know when opportunities are going to come into your life. And I find that life is very cyclical for me. I do mean cycle syncing, of course, as we always talk about, Um, but also like cyclical in the sense of you go through like little flops. You know what I mean? You cannot always be in this like hot girl doing everything, like living your best life era. You cannot be, okay? First of all, it's just too much. You can't be doing that all the time. You need time to rest. You need times to be like having your ego checked. You know, you need to be knocked down here and there because sometimes lessons need to be learned. We are all on a journey of like growth and going through different processes and like becoming these versions of ourselves that like we want to be. Um, and that also needs to change season to season. And that's why I love the idea of looking at your life in different seasons. And if right now you're in a bit of a, you're a, a bit of a, bit of a flop era, you know, as they say, then that's totally fine. And I think it's important that you are okay with that. And you step into like, all right, I'm in a bit of a like a down season or a quiet season. What can I do in this season to come out even stronger? Um, And that might be because of internal things like your mental health, like I was talking about struggling with at the start of this week, um, or external circumstances like things going on in your relationships or in your families or whatever. Moving forward, um, procrastination is one that comes up, which of course we've already talked about, and I'm going to finish this list off quickly now, but procrastination is one that comes up, of course, if you are a perfectionist, because you don't feel like your work is ever done because you're a perfectionist. So you're literally going, oh, it's not quite there. Ah, now let's put it off. You know, let's put it off till next week. Um, and I've done this many times. Guys, I almost do this every single week with episodes, okay? <laughs> like, I'll sit here and go, mm, it is just not good enough. Yeah, they're, they're going to hate it, you know? If you do that to yourself constantly, you're never going to get anything done, you know? If you're writing essays for uni, if you're university, for college, you know, sorry. <laughs> sorry, uh, in Sydney, we say uni and not university. I don't know if that's like a worldwide thing, but um, yeah. If you're writing an essay and you're reading it over, over a million times, you know? Are you that person that sits there and you read your email over and over and over before you send it? Because I am. Um, you're wasting your time, okay? It's fine. It's fine. Even if you have one spelling mistake in there, they're not going to go, oh, they're such an idiot. They're not going to do that, okay? They're going to go, oh, yeah, okay, got the message, yep, 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 yep. And they're going to be thinking the exact same thing in the back of their mind of rereading their emails. And everyone's more worried about themselves than they're worried about other people. So just focus on you. Get that shit through. Press send and move on. All right? Last few, defensiveness. And this usually comes up in relation to constructive criticism. So someone gives you like potentially really great feedback and your automatic response is to be like, well, the reason I didn't do that is blah, 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 right? Or, well, the reason I did it that way is because you automatically want to defend why you did something a certain way. And the problem with that is you are not allowing yourself to grow. And like 
constructive criticism is actually so, so valuable. But if you are someone who say you have a project and you work through it, you, you really like fine comb through every single little detail, you, you wait, you procrastinate, you finally put it out. And then someone has something negative to say about it. You're going to be like, what the fuck? I put in all this effort. I did this, 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 this. Why is nothing ever good enough? Nobody likes me. No, you know, and then you go into that all or nothing thinking. And it is this like toxic fucking cycle that you just go through in your brain and it's hectic. Okay. I get it. This is like, this is me. This is why I'm doing this episode. Um, I get it. And it sucks. And if you are procrastinating and then not taking criticism and, you know, not feeling good about anything that you're doing, then you're not going to be able to keep doing that thing. And it's going to be very detrimental to your growth. Okay. Last but not least is having low self-esteem. Often perfectionists actually have very low self-esteem. And the problem with this one for perfectionists is people don't often think that you would have a low self-esteem because you probably put out really good quality work or you show up to work in a good mood often. You know, you want people to really believe in you and to see you as a certain thing. Maybe you're a bit of a people pleaser, which we talked about last week. So if you are identifying with this specifically, go listen to last week's episode. Episode. But if you become somebody who is very much like, I, I want to be amazing. I want people to think that I'm amazing. I want to put out amazing work. I, I, you know, I don't want to make my work be shit. And then you have this low self-esteem going into it. Then it's all just going to circle back and around. And people are going to go, wow, they're so confident. They're so amazing. Let's put them in this position. Let's give them this work. Let's highlight this person. And you're going, oh, don't show anybody that. It's horrible. You know, you're embarrassed by your work. What is that about? Don't be embarrassed. Don't think that your work is shit. You are creative. You are amazing. You need to be confident in your work. And we're going to talk about how you can actually do that going forward. And of course, throughout this whole episode. All right. Now, why are you a perfectionist? This is something that can come back to so many things. I just want to give a few little reasons as to why you might be this way, just because I think it is so worth trying to understand why certain tendencies come up in your life because on a big scale, like on an overarching, like big picture view, you can actually start to go in and heal things specifically. Um, I will say, first off, your history is so important. If you grew up around somebody who constantly had negative self-talk and said things negative about themselves, about themselves, maybe not about you, but even just about themselves, it rubs off on you especially if this is someone that you looked up to or you saw as being um, like a superior to you, like a parent, um, an older sibling, maybe a teacher, like anybody that you looked up to, um, when they say things about themselves, they're constantly bringing themselves down, saying that they look the wrong way or they sound the wrong way or they're not good enough or they're not pushing hard enough or they wish they did X, Y, Z when they were younger, all of those kinds of things that can come up, then you internalize it more than you would probably want to. And we are such like sticky beings. Like when we are around other people, we really do reflect the people that are around us, which I talked about, I think three weeks ago in an episode about creating community and like building friendships is the people that are around you, you really, really pull from them. And that can be amazing if you're around amazing people. But if you're not surrounding yourself with good people, 
then what's going to happen? You know, you're going to pick up on those negative tendencies. And so definitely think about your history. Think about the people that raised you. You know, think about your childhood because as like therapy it is and annoying it can be, it actually is really important to go back and look at where some of those things might have come from. Of course, it can also come from somebody literally telling you that you are not good enough or the results of the thing that you've tried to do in the past not being what you wanted it to be. Like when I was younger, for example, I was a pianist and I would play piano all the time and I loved it. And I did all the levels, you know, I got up to like level seven or something. I, you know, love it. I still love it. I was playing piano this morning, actually. And I'm like relearning songs that I used to play when I was younger, just to like reconnect and like have that like excitement. So, so fun, by the way. If you have passions from when you were younger that you want to like re-explore as an adult, you absolutely should um, because it is actually so good for your brain. It just feels so good. Anyways, we need to learn to play. We need to go back and play like children. I'm going on a tangent. Point is <laughs> that if you had things growing up like an art or a skill or a sport or something um, and you never seemed to win you never seemed to place you never got that award you know you had a parent who was like you're just you're not quite good at it or you had a sibling who seemed to be better at it um, or always who seemed to be better than you um, that's a really big trigger and that is something that can absolutely cause you in your adult life to start to make choices where you just assume that you're not going to be good enough. You're not going to place. You're not going to be that top employee. You know, you're not going to um, even bother applying for the job or applying for that next level up in your workplace because you think, why would they want me? Why would they pick me? People have been here longer, right? People are better. Uh, people are more confident. People are more attractive. Like you, you put yourself in the space of being like, well, I'm not at that level. So why would I even assume that someone else would put me at that level? Um, and it's so much, it's just like a mind game. You know, it's really, a lot of it is all in your head. Um, and I don't mean that in an insensitive way. It's because I relate to it. Like it's a thing, you know, you see yourself as being here. And if you always see yourself as being here at this specific level, then you're never going to like level up and, and go for more because you just don't think that you deserve it. It's like we accept the love that we think we deserve. You know, it's literally that like it's a real thing. Perfectionism also comes up a lot when it comes to different mental health disorders, which I wanted to mention today um, because like OCD, anxiety, depression, they all came up when I was researching the different mental health disorders um, that can be linked to perfectionism. Perfectionism is actually the most common cognitive distortion within adults with ADHD. Um, and that's another really common issue that a lot of people are dealing with. And you know, we could talk about this so long, but even like ADHD, OCD, a lot of these things that a lot of people feel as though they have, they're not getting diagnosed with them um, because it's expensive. It's hard to get diagnosed sometimes. I know I have friends in Canada um, who are on wait lists to be diagnosed with things like ADHD and autism. And it's like over a year wait sometimes. Like it is really hard sometimes. Um, and I just want you to know that if you are struggling with any of these things, as much as I I don't think you should 100% self-diagnose and, you know, tell people you have this. Um, there are tools online for you to go and do these online tests and figure 
out if you might have something like that um, because not everyone has the resources to be able to go and spend all this money and go have access to all these like psychotherapists and psychologists and get the help that they need. Um, but just know that if you are thinking, oh, you know, I think I might be a little Nero spicy, might have some OCD, some ADHD, some things going on there um, that might be undiagnosed, then I absolutely validate that. And that might be very real for you. But I just thought I would mention that this is a very um, common overlap that you might see between perfectionists and people with these kind of mental health disorders. And another one with ADHD, obviously, is very common that uh, procrastination is a big issue there. So you could imagine how all these things start to cycle in and you're a perfectionist and you're putting off your work and then you think your work isn't any good and then you procrastinate and you push it off and it's just this like loop. Saying all of that, you don't have to have a mental health disorder at all for you to be a perfectionist. Um, I think all of us have a little bit of perfectionism in us, um, and it's something that we all need to work through. But I want to talk about what perfectionism is doing to you and why it's so detrimental. And of course, as I've been doing, um, continue to spice in little ways that you can not be a perfectionist and you can work towards believing in yourself and like the work that you do because it's kind of the only way out of being a perfectionist. There isn't some perfect pill. There isn't some perfect daily morning evening routine that's going to fix your brain. Unfortunately, sometimes it just takes us recognizing that we are the way we are and actually choosing to be like, okay, I'm going to like bite the bullet and be okay with moving forward without having every single box ticked every single time. And the more comfortable we get with being like, okay, I can do things and people think it's great. And even if people don't think it's great, I think it's great. And that's enough. Then we're going to work on that. And we're going to move towards that. Number one, this is all of the things that perfectionism is doing to you. Number one, it is blocking your creativity. Before you even put the pen to paper, you are thinking, no, my idea is shit. Why would I write about it? You know, maybe you have this dream that you want to start a blog or you want to write a book, you know, and you're literally saying to yourself, oh, I can't write. I can't even write one page. I can't even write one paragraph because, oh, that task is just too much and oh, it's, it's too daunting and I'm not going to be any good. And I should probably wait for maybe five years from now, maybe 10 years from now when I'm a better writer or I have more experience or I have more to write about. If you constantly do that. You are stopping yourself from being creative and talking about the things that you can talk about right now. Like this is the thing you have value right now. You have ideas, amazing ideas right now. But if you are stopping yourself, like literally like cock blocking yourself from going and actually creating something, then you're actually kind of like wasting those ideas. You're wasting that creativity. And rather than looking at yourself as being like, oh, one day I'm going to be good enough to do X, Y, Z, you need to start going, whoa, right now I have a, like, I have a really interesting point of view. You know, maybe you are young. That's amazing. Being able to come from a point of view that is young is so, so, so good. 
I've even seen working in the industry that I'm in with like PR agents and like different management and all of that, um, them realizing how important it is for them to be like, okay, if I want to make uh, content or write a book or sell a product or whatever, you know, all these like PR people and like ad marketing people, if they're thinking, I want to do something for Gen Z, who do they need to ask? Gen Z, you know what I mean? If I need to make something or talk to people in their 20s, who am I talking to? People in their 20s, you are valuable even if you are young and you are also super valuable if you are older. People will go, oh, you know, I'm too old. I'm past that point. Uh, you know, I'm past that point in my life. Like, no, I've kind of settled down now. Who wants to hear from me? Who a lot of people, because you have experience, right? You can always look at where you are in life and see the value in it. But if you don't actively try to get into that headspace and go, where is that value? Like, what do I have to offer? Then you're just going to assume that you don't have anything. And then you procrastinate and you put it off and you go from being, I'm too young to very quickly being like, well, I'm now I'm too old. And then you never do anything. <laughs> you're blocking your creativity. Number two is that you are delaying your success, which I would say in a lot of cases means that you're actually delaying your happiness as well. Because if you have something on your heart that you're like, I want to create this, I want to do this, you know, I, I hate the job that I'm in, I want to quit my nine to five, I want to blah, 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 you want to do something else. And you are pushing it off and procrastinating often, then you're sitting even longer in that space that you don't want to be in, right? That job you don't want to do or that friend group that you're in that you're like, oh, I hate these guys, you know, these, these aren't my real friends. Like, I just feel like I don't fit here. Like, but you're not going out and making new friends. You know, you're not pushing yourself to go and be in new spaces or like join that Facebook group or get around new people. You're not pushing yourself. So then you're just going to be stuck in that friend group for even longer, right? It's the same with like romantic relationships. I identify with this. Okay, guys, when I was younger, I through most of high school was in a relationship and I we were together for like three years. There was a point at like the two year mark where I was like, I do not, I should not be with this person. I, sh I should not be with this person. Like we we are the worst. We are literally the worst. <laughs> and like, we are toxic. You know, we fight all the time. We like, you know, there's, there's redeeming factors, but we shouldn't be together. I procrastinated getting out of that relationship for like over a year, literally over a year. Um, and there's obviously it's very complicated and I have grace for myself and I can look back at the situation and be like, oh, like empathetic, you know, like this is why. And like, you were young and like, you were attached to this, 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 like I can look at why I made the choices I made, but going back, I wish I could just shake myself and be like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? You know what you need to do. Like, you, you know, you're just not doing it. You know? So if you know, if you are sitting here right now and you're going, oh my God, like, I know, I know I need to quit that job. Or I know I need to break off this relationship. Or I know I need to put myself out there more. I know I need to go to that like workout class, or I need to like, get on a bit of a routine, I know the thing that I need to do, then I want you right after you listen to this episode to like pull out your notes app, pull out a piece of paper and a pen, whatever, write down like a few actionable steps, just a few. It doesn't have to be, okay, in the next year I'm going to accomplish. No, no, no. Let's start small. What can you do today? What can you do this week to work towards that thing? If that means just scrolling on like a job site and just seeing what jobs are out there, then do it. Just do it. I saw something this week 
that I thought was really interesting. It was talking about job applications and I don't know the exact like statistic for it, but it was saying that women who are looking at different like job applications and they see all of the different requirements. If they don't meet all of them, it's like 90% of something of women in this like study. Um, we're not able and to do the job in their brains. So they didn't apply for the jobs. Whereas men, it was like if they could do one of the things on the list, they were like, yeah, I'll figure out the rest. And it's really interesting, obviously, the way that women perceive their value versus how men perceive their value. Um, and we could get into the whole feminist version of this conversation. Um, but it is such a thing. And if you do that, if you're sitting there scrolling, this is just a hot tip and looking for a new job and you go, oh, but wait, you know, I actually don't have that thing. Fuck it. Fuck it. Go in there and convince them that you can do it because I absolutely believe that you can. And we really need to start backing ourselves more, especially women in this scenario and especially when it comes to job and your work and your belief in what you can produce and how much value you can add to different spaces. Number three, being a perfectionist is triggering your want to compare. Comparison is a really big issue. Um, and I've, I feel like I've struggled with it like on and off. Like I normally say that I don't struggle with comparison, but I think different seasons trigger it. Um, and this has actually been a season where I've been somewhat triggered with it. If I'm being honest, like being in a new, having a new like job, like before when I was say working in hospitality, um, I didn't want to work in hospitality for my whole life. So I didn't compare myself to other people in it because I was like, well, I don't want to be a manager or whatever. I don't like, that's not something I want to do. I, I mean, slow if that's what you want to do, that's great, you know, but I just didn't want to do it. I didn't, I didn't care about it. And so I would never be in that workplace thinking like, oh, oh I just wish I was as good as like my manager. Because I didn't give a fuck, you know, whereas then I stepped up and I became a reformer Pilates instructor. Then I was like, okay, now I'm comparing myself to the other instructors. And then I got more comfortable in the job. And then I got to a point where I was like, oh, I don't care, whatever. I think I'm good. I've been to other classes where they're not so good. And I've been to some classes that are probably a million times better than how I teach and it's fine I think I'm I'm good enough I'm having a good time you know I'm happy with my work I know I try my hardest and that's what matters and I got to a point where I was like very confident in my work and then I quit being a Pilates instructor and now I'm doing social media and the podcast and everything full time and like I said at the start of today's episode I want to be very honest with you guys that like sometimes it's hard sometimes I'm like fuck what am I doing do people give a shit you know like and, and I'm comparing myself to other people who then have podcasts or, you know, work in this space. And so it's interesting that when you push yourself, when you get into that new space of kind of like leveling up, if you will, and like becoming more so what you really want to do, that can actually be really scary and put you at like risk of going back and struggling with these things that maybe you haven't struggled with in a while. And that's something that I kind of want to prepare you with is like, if you're choosing to step into something new and to put yourself out there, of course, it's going to be a bit scary. Of course, you're going to be like, like, what am I doing? Like when I first started teaching Pilates, I was shitting bricks. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I felt like huge imposter syndrome. That's another thing that it can trigger, which I think comparison and imposter syndrome is kind of like one in the same in a way. Um, it comes up and that's gonna, that's okay. If you're going to put yourself out there, that's okay. Because would you rather be someone who puts yourself out there and for a season really struggles with comparison and, um, 
this, you know, like, oh, I'm not meant to be here. Do people think I'm good enough for this? Those like negative thoughts. Would you rather be in that position for a little bit and then grow your confidence and then become a person who's confident in that area? Or would you rather be stuck where you are right now, knowing that you're potentially um, unhappy in your job or your school or your work or whatever? You don't want to be stuck there. You don't. So let's choose together, collectively, I'm here with you, to make that jump and go do that research. Go reach out to that person. Go after that job. Go put yourself out there. And who gives a fuck what people think because it's a new experience. And even just doing that shows how courageous you are, how brave you are. And that's a win in and of itself. Number four. Being a perfectionist is causing you potentially to go into a bit of a freeze response. Um, if you know the difference between like fight, flight, and freeze, often freeze is what people are finding themselves in. And it's actually been like a newer finding. People never really used to use freeze. It was just like fight or flight, right? Um, but freeze is actually really, really, really common. And if you are someone that when something negative happens, you almost don't even process it. You're just like stone cold like it's like it, you can't you don't know how to deal with your emotions in that moment you kind of just want to move on quickly and then you realize later on that if you didn't deal with it at that time you have to deal with it later and it kind of like creeps back up if you're one of those people I wouldn't be surprised if you're still listening and you're like this is me um because that's me too sometimes and it can cause you to freeze your work so you want to be a really great painter and you start painting and you have a good time with it and you go, wow, I really love this. Oh, maybe I could start selling this. Hmm. You get kind of excited, you know, you like start to work on it. You think, oh, what my business model may be, you know, you know, you do all this research, you like really get into it. You're like, all right, I'm going to do this thing. And then it starts to become a reality that you could actually do that thing. And suddenly it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What am I going to paint? Uh, what do I, wait, what do I do? Wait, should I, should I get brand colors? And you start like freaking the fuck out about all the little details and you're not even doing the thing yet because you've actually frozen that creativity and you've frozen your like want to actually produce and it can become very um, scary and just, it can, it's like too legitimate. Like it's too real, you know? It's like people who want to be an artist and then, they finally book their first, I mean, like a music artist, and you finally book your first show or your first gig, you know, and then suddenly you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Why did I do this to myself? Like, it's scary, but it's important. It's pushing yourself and it's getting to that next level. Um, I was watching, this is so funny. I was watching the Kardashians this week, LOL. Um, I got Disney Plus, finally. I don't know what was stopping me before, but I got Disney Plus and I've never actually really watched the Kardashians don't know what I was doing before, um, but I've been fucking loving it. Um, and I watched the first season that's on there of like the new version of the show, you know? And I've been watching the first one and I'm about to move on to the second one. Um, but Kim, she was talking about when she went on Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you guys remember that. And the whole episode is just her being like, fuck, like, I wonder if I can still cancel it. And this is fucking Kim Kardashian, you know? We look at people like that, which, you know, regardless of if you think she's a good role model or whatever, it doesn't really matter. The point is that she's fucking slaying her industry okay she's doing great uh no problems no you know no issues when it comes to resources money family all of it you know she's she's a human so she has things that come up but like she's obviously done amazing for herself and um i just thought it was so encouraging to see someone at her level who in my mind could do whatever the fuck they want and just succeed and everyone's going to be like wow she's amazing um even her questioning herself and being like oh like I'm not funny enough for this I'm not this enough for this but she just 
was like, but I'm still going to do it. You know, I'm still going to put myself in that position. I'm still going to fight the nerves. I'm still going to show up. And she fucking did it. And she fucking slayed it. And so I just, I want to encourage you that if you are someone who's like, oh, freeze, scared, oh, what do I do? It's okay to move into things while you feel that way. Like often anxiety and excitement coincide. Is that the word? I don't know. They like, they live together. Um, and it's such a real thing where you might be super anxious and like, fuck, I don't know if I'm good enough, but also like, oh, but I'm really excited. And like, this is a really great opportunity and something that I absolutely believe that you can step into, even if you're experiencing that anxiety and that stress in the moment. Because of course, that thing will only get easier over time, the more you do it, that anxiety and that presence of like, am I good enough for this will get easier and easier and will like break down more and more because you are used to being in that position. Whereas at one point, of course, it's going to be scary at the start, but you know, you get there. Number five is that being a perfectionist will cause you to have unrealistically high standards. Unrealistically, unrealistic, I don't know. Um, It will cause you to have really high standards for yourself, which obviously we talked about at the start of the episode. Um, But if you have these really high expectations for yourself and then you don't get the results that you want, then that can very quickly cut you off. So if you want to start something and you do start something, maybe you are actually in the first kind of season of stepping out and trying something new, If nobody seems to care, if nobody is acting like what you are doing is legitimate, um, just keep going. Just keep going. That is like my genuine um, on the spot like advice to you is don't give up on yourself because it can take time. Um, People are going to judge you regardless. People are going to look at you and go, oh, here we go again. They're trying another creative business. Oh, you know, or oh, here they go again, like trying this job that they didn't do very well at before or whatever. You know, people will see you doing things and People are fucking judgmental sometimes, okay? People will definitely judge you. And if you're scared of being judged, there are things that you can do to work around it. Like I saw um, a creator, content creator this week. I was chatting um, with her and then I saw one of her like posts that came up and she was talking about um, how she started her journey. And she was literally like, I started it as a new account and I made sure that no one that like I went to high school with could like follow me on there and I just did it as like a new account and I just built it on my own and then I came back and posted on my main account like hey guys I have this business once it once it was like kind of thriving and doing well and then suddenly everybody when at first they didn't seem to give a fuck when she tried to do it on her own page everybody was like wow this is so amazing oh I'm so proud of you this is so cool like we were such good friends in high school she's like fuck you guys you guys didn't give a shit about me when I posted about it originally and now suddenly everyone cares and everybody wants to congratulate me fuck you guys just because I suddenly have some success in it um it's a thing okay um so if that helps you if you are trying to create like a business or build something and you want to do that anonymously you can do that if you guys remember a few weeks ago maybe like five episodes or so ago I interviewed Millie from the Sober Society She was saying that when she started the Sober Society, which is a sober girl society, sorry, the Sober Girl Society, when she started it, she posted it as 
a separate account and she didn't even say that it was her until it got to over 10,000 followers because people were then suddenly asking like, who's behind this account? Like, we want to hear your story. And then she finally was like, fuck, okay, now I got to be real about this being me. But there are ways to do things where you don't have to make uh, your name, the name on it. And you can try things on your own and then bring it out into the world. But what I don't want you to do is never get to that point of bringing it out in the world. Um, If you believe that it's something that is valuable and other people would enjoy it and you want to do it, then you need to do it. Two last little points here before we go is what if I fail? So what? You're going to fail. You are, you will probably have failures along the way. And that is literally the beauty of it. You have to learn. Like you literally have to learn through your mistakes. And if you keep pushing it off, if you keep procrastinating it because you think, oh, I'm not good enough yet, you're actually wasting time to make mistakes. Like right now, you want to use as much as you can to make as many mistakes as you can so that you can get really good at the thing that you are wanting to do. I've said this before on the podcast, but when I made this podcast, it wasn't the first thing that I tried to do, y'all. I tried to do Instagram shit for ages. I tried to do IGTV when that was a thing. I tried to start a YouTube channel. Um, when, and when I was in high school, I did a YouTube channel for like almost two years. Like I was putting out like weekly, weekly videos. Like I was going hard on it. Like, well, I was doing music stuff. So it was obviously different to what I'm doing now. But at the time I was literally doing like music covers and all this stuff. And I put so much effort into it, all this like love into it. Like I really cared about it. I bought this microphone, the one I'm using right now for that channel when I was like 15 trying to do shit in high school. And now having a podcast, I'm able to like use what I know about say recording for what I do now. And when I used to sit and write these long ass, like, like, what's the word captions to like Instagram posts when I thought I was like a little blogger, which I wasn't, but I seemed to think I was. Um, I taught myself how to like write things in like point form and just like, you know, give, say things in a way that was like quick enough for people to be able to get something out of it. And like, I now looking back when I thought, oh, nobody reads my posts. Everyone thinks this is dumb. This is so embarrassing. Why am I opening up about this thing? Why am I posting these videos? Why am I doing blah, 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 blah. When I used to think all of that, now, literally like, how long ago? 15. So like literally seven years, eight years later, I'm going, I'm so happy that I didn't give a fuck what people thought. And I just put myself out there because I actually use all of those little skills now in what I do right now. And this isn't to say that you want to do this shit, you know, but if you want to do something like this, I do want to encourage you like, every little bit of all the mistakes and all of the little skills that you've learned along the way are going to serve you eventually. So don't put off what you're doing and think that one day you're suddenly going to be ready to do this thing because you you actually won't be. Like you actually have to build up to it and you have to fail along the way. And lastly, if you're asking yourself, what if people think I'm dumb? What are people going to think? That's something that you really need to break down. You really need to try to step away from making choices for other people. And last week's episode about people pleasing was where I really talked about this, like feeling worried about what other people are going to think and judging you. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. There are going to be people that think that you are dumb. (laughs) I'm sure that people think that I'm dumb all the time or think that shit that I do is cringy or things that I say I shouldn't say. I don't care. I don't care. And you have to be able to not care as you figure out what you are doing because that's how you're going to build your confidence in it.
Do you think that the people that you look up to, like the um, people in your field that you look up to who just have really put themselves out there, maybe like musicians, artists, like people where you consume like their content, their media, whatever, on a regular basis, do you think that those people, like I'm talking, you know, those people who are really up there, do you think that on a regular basis they're waking up and going, oh, should I wear this shirt? What if my mom thinks, no, no. Okay, they are way past that. They are way, way, way past it. And if you keep yourself small, you will stay small, right? If you don't allow yourself to believe that you're meant to be at a certain place, then you're not going to be there. But if you believe it, if you step into it, if you challenge yourself, even if it's in little bits every single day, one thing that you can do, one thing you can do this week, tomorrow, this month, something to push towards your goals, you are going to get there. You're going to build something. And it might not even be what you originally set out to do, but you're going to be so happy because you started in the first place and you created something. And eventually you got to a place where it was exactly what it was meant to be because you just kept showing up for yourself. And that's what I would encourage you to do is show up for yourself. So if that means doing what I mentioned earlier, sitting down, writing down a few actionable steps where you can actually move forward in stepping into what you want to do and not allowing this perfectionist tendency to hold you back, then do it because you are worth it. You are worth going after the things that you want to do, the things you want to create and your ideas and everything that you are picturing in your head is there for you. You just have to step into it. I fucking believe in you guys so much and I'm so excited to chat with you guys about this episode. Please feel free to DM me, have a chat with me. At the moment, I'm answering all my DMs, um, which I'm probably not gonna be able to do for a lot longer just because we're growing, which is amazing and I'm happy about that. Um, but I'm going to be creating a website, which I mentioned in last week's episode as well. Uh, the website is on its way. We're putting some finishing touches on it and everything, making it look so beautiful for you guys. Um, but you're gonna be able to go through on there and and ask specific questions. And it's going to be a new part of the podcast where I regularly answer your guys' questions and read off maybe situations that you're going through in your life, similar to the kind of DMs that I get, but it's just going to be a space where we can then talk it through um, in the episodes and it's going to be anonymous for you as well. So that's it guys thank you so much for listening if you don't already follow the podcast on spotify or apple podcasts or wherever you listen then please go ahead and do that it does help me and it helps other people to see the episodes um if you think that this is an episode that somebody needs to hear then please feel free to share it with them um you guys are really great with sharing around the episodes and sharing it on your stories and just know that i appreciate that so much um any way that you support anything that I do is like, it, it is great for me. It's great feedback for me. And it just helps me to know that what I'm doing is actually helping you guys. Um, because like I've said, I need that encouragement too. You know, I'm just as much of an anxious girly and I'm just as much of a person who questions myself at times. And so thank you for doing that. Um, and if you want to follow me on Instagram or TikTok or, you know, come hang out, it's Alyssa Taylor Harper, which I will link below for you. And we also have a Facebook group. That's the last thing. Yep. We've got a Facebook group called She Said What Podcast Group. And you can join us over there where I give regular updates to what is going on with the podcast, um, asking you guys what you want to see going forward and just having chats about what's going on in our lives. So that's everything, guys. Thank you so much. And I will see you in next week's episode. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm.